episode 164 of the Parkrun Adventurers is here and I'm here and I'm so excited to be back. It's been ridiculously long time since I got to, to do a podcast and this of course is all due to the wonderful substitution of myself with Lyndall Murray who just did an incredibly stellar job. Um, so stellar in fact that we decided we don't need Scotty anymore. It's just going to be the Lyndall and Mel show. Lyndall, are you here? I'm here, Mel. Welcome back. Thank you so much. Thank you for doing such a great job while I was off. Um, literally, you carried the show. I mean, let's be realistic here. Scotty, Scotty, his contribution paled in comparison, which is why we decided to keep you and kick him off. You know, he always made these jokes about the fact that he wasn't ready for me to come back. He's the boss of me, blah, blah, blah. Well, you know what? We've just kicked him off. And who's the boss now, Mel? Exactly. Little did he know that you were a plant, that we had put you in to kick him out. All right. Well, I'm not sure how I feel about kicking people out. <laughs> <laughs> but look, I well, have really loved my time on the podcast and it's a pleasure to be back with you today, Mel. Awesome. Well, I yes, I'm very excited to be having you as my co-host for this evening. Look, We'll be kind. If um, Scotty wants to come groveling back, we might let him back by the end of the pod. Possibly he'll even join me for a, for an interview a little bit later. All right. But yes. <laughs> Let's, we'll, we'll, he can um, have a test run and see how he goes, see if yeah. he can get his job back. Yeah, I think, I think we should make him earn it, don't you? Why not? Yeah, good, good. I'm glad you're on the same page as me about this. <laughs> now... Because I haven't had the benefit yet of um, asking where you've been to Parkrun recently, Lyndall, where were you on Saturday? I was at home at Bunyaville. Awesome. We've, I think, you know, we've, we've spoken about Bunyaville a few, a few times before, but uh, it's nice to have you on the show to discuss it, being it's your home Parkrun and all, and um Nice and serendipitously, I also happen to be at my home park run. Shock horror, that never happens. So um, run, run us through what happened on Saturday morning. Well, we rocked up to Bunyaville um, wondering whether it was going to rain, actually. There's been a bit of rainy weather up here in the Sunshine State recently. Um, I went with one of my friends um, who I mentioned on the podcast a couple of weeks ago as being somebody that I'd introduced to parkrun. She's a relatively new parkrunner but has already done parkruns in three different countries including Australia. So I was pretty happy to, to um, have her as my guest at Bunyaville and um, yeah, awesome. regular. When you say relatively new, like how, how many months are we talking Oh, how many months? I'm going to say, let's say six months. Wow, that is really new when, when you consider an extra couple of countries as well. Yeah. I mean, she's parked one with me before at Bunyaville, but she was not registered. And she was determined not to register because park run wasn't going to be her thing. But <laughs> yes, I got her. <laughs> nice. I love the way you operate. And so she came and, and she's actually scanned in now at Bunnyville so she can add that to her number of events that she's been to. 
Absolutely. And obviously wasn't scared off by it the first time. No, well, I mean, I guess there's a story to that. She regularly runs at Nambour and um, Nambour is, you know, rumoured to be a little bit tougher than Bunyaville. So they're both pretty difficult in their own ways. So she probably felt pretty at home at Bunyaville, whereas other people don't warm as much to Bunyaville's trails and hills. Well, I don't know. I think if, if you are introduced to Parkrun, the very first instance on a course that's a little bit more challenging perhaps than than many of them are, then probably that sets the bar high and everything after that gets to be a bit easy. So it's not so daunting when you do go back to those courses. Maybe that's it. Hmm. But you mm. had a good morning? I had a terrific morning and it, it did rain on us just a little bit but not enough to, you know, drench us or, or make us too cold. So we had a a lovely day and I got to catch up with a couple of my Parkrun Bunyaville family. Um, so that was lovely as well. Awesome. How about well, you, Mel? Well, I was going to say, Lyndall, you guys did well to um, not get too wet or soaked because, yes, like you, uh, we were sort of watching the clouds to begin with, I think, and, and wondering how wet we might end up getting. Um, being right on the coast the weather can turn very quickly because it just we had um, some quite windy conditions to start with and that obviously wind leads to clouds being blown in um, without mm. a lot of warning. So we, we have two spots where we set up um, at Kiwana and one of them is the, the fine weather option and the other one is the wet weather option. And so we opted this week for the wet weather option, uh, which has just a bit more shelter for the scanners and things like that. However, you know, the normal uh, finish line volunteers, they, they're completely out there and exposed. Fortunately, they bought raincoats because, as it turned out, despite the fact that for a very long time I have been skiting that I when I run direct – there is no rain. Um, I've been run director the last two weeks, three weeks now actually, and of the last two weeks it has rained both times. <laughs> so, um, yes, and this week was, was not the exception, of course, but it didn't start raining until oh, maybe we were about 25 minutes into the event. So the runners were out there, the park runners were out on the course, um, I was at the finish line. I was volunteering. Emmett was in a carrier, so I, I was wearing him. He slept all the way through the whole event, fortunately. Um, he didn't sleep all the way through the event the week before and he needed a feed, but he, he timed his feed really well because he timed it with just after we started the participants and then I managed to feed him before the first runners got back. So... Um, he had really good time in there. But, yeah, no, he slept all the way through this week. And then um, I don't know. I must have just had really good time in. I didn't feel a change in the air or anything like that. But I walked over to check on the barcode scanners. I left the guys at the finish line to make sure everything was going all right with the barcode scanners. And literally, like, within 10 seconds of me getting under the cover, the rain just 
poured down like a monsoon and then it came sideways because the wind picked up as well. And I couldn't believe it. I looked over at the finish line and the guys were getting drenched. And I thought, wow, I didn't even see that coming. Uh, I managed to get undercover with Emmett before (laughs) we got dredged. But I did um, because the little carrier's got like a waterproof thing. I, I put the waterproof thing over his head and then dashed over to my car to get some umbrellas to take to the finish line for the guys. But they didn't want them. They were all, you know, being manly men and, um, yes. you know, they had their raincoats. I'm like, no, no, we're all good. We're all good. Um, ironically enough, the wind, we had had a wind gust earlier and it had blown a whole bunch of the tokens at the finish line in a big mess on the floor. So we had a couple of volunteers scrambling to try and get them back in order. I said, don't worry about those ones. Just start at like number 200, which are still all back on their hook and at least they'll all be in order and we can sort it out later. But no, they were determined and they managed to get them all sorted again before the... um, park runners started coming over the finish line so they did a good job especially because we had two fast park runners this week under 16 minutes and we don't get a lot of those at Kiwana so I was very impressed. It's a bit of a hill at Kiwana. Yeah this well tell that to Scotty he doesn't believe me <laughs> but I, yeah. I I think there's a bit of a hill as well it's certainly there's an incline leading up to the lighthouse so yes. yeah. These guys so did it goes a good for job. a while, so it's not the fastest parkrun course I wouldn't have thought. No, with hence not receiving a lot of sub sixteen minute times. Hmm. But yeah, so um, it was a bit of a wet and woolly one. Had to wash all the uh, flags and the volunteer vests and let everything dry out when we got home afterwards. But yeah, it was a good morning nonetheless. We had lots of adventurers. We had a whole bunch up from Victoria. Um, I did sort of welcome them to the Sunshine Coast in the pre, <laughs> pre-event in the brief. pouring rain. Yes, with a little bit of oh. uh, a note of sarcasm and irony in my voice, um, which got a laugh. But, yeah, it was, um, it was still a good morning. Despite, despite the wet weather, I think everyone had a great time. And some stellar volunteers. And a shout-out to Emmett for timing himself. He must be a... Definite parkrun adventurer in the making if he can, um, you know, manage to negotiate in his life around parkrun, well, he's uh, on a winner. Exactly. And you know what? He proved it again this week by waiting until after the event to um, unleash a punami on me that went all the way through to the carrier and all the way up the back of his clothes. and <laughs> But he, oh. he kept it right until the end and he just started squirming while I was packing up. And then um, yeah. so I went to open the carrier to get him out and Adam said, oh, stop, stop. There's poo everywhere. <laughs> I was like, oh, great. So, yes, that was – that was he, he has got his timing down really well. I look forward to see what happens this week. Indeed. Well, keep us up to date, Mel. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sure everybody's super interested in um, Emmett's bowel <laughs> movements. This is what the podcast will become. <laughs> the adventures. Well, they are interested. We, we talk every week about people who, you know, revolve their life around Park One. Emmett's just a different kind of example of that. Yes. he Well, he can't participate <laughs> in the traditional sense yet, so this is how he makes his contributions. <laughs> Wesley, on the other hand, had a great time with his dad. We we had 
the good foresight and sense to go and buy, finally, after two years, one of those plastic pram covers because I thought, you know what, I reckon it's going to be wet tomorrow. And um, we've been those terrible parents who just let their child get wet in the pram all this time. Uh, Not that there's been that many wet park runs um, over the two years, but finally we went and bought a plastic pram cover so he stayed nice and snugly and warm and dry, which is what you want. That is a win for Wes. Sometimes I wish they made those sorts of things for big people. Oh, you and me both, Mel. Kids get all the good stuff. <laughs> they do. <laughs> so you didn't get wet, but did, did it fill up the creeks and things like that? Were there water crossings at Bunyaville as a result of all the wet weather we've had? Was it a bit muddier than uh, usual? It was not muddy so much. There was a bit of slippage on the clay sections. Um but what often happens on trails after just a little bit of rain, um, it actually sticks a bit better and it's a bit more tacky. Um, when it's We've had the opposite lately up at Bunyaville where it's been really dry for so long and it gets really skiddy because nothing sticks together. And because it's all dust and, and loose. It's all dusty and shaly and loose and stuff. It gets really, um, really slippery. So there wasn't that slipperiness, which was nice. Um, and there was water in the creek, although not enough to have to get your feet wet. You could have got your feet wet, but you didn't have to get your feet wet. And it's always great. The the park dogs at Bunyaville come back and their little chests um, are all wet and muddy. Because they've been because lying down or because they've run through really fast? Because they just run through and that's where you know, that's their bellies are in the water from the creek, you know, because they're on their four little legs. <laughs> so they all come back with wet, muddy tummies and they just love it. Well, that's a nice cooling mechanism for them, I imagine. Yeah, I guess it is. Yeah. Hmm. Excellent. Well, I'm glad to hear you had a great weekend, Lyndall. And likewise with you, Mel. The next person we have on the pod, and it's been a little while, but we have an international guest. I'm very excited. He's coming to us all the way from the UK. You may recognise the voice. It's Mr. Tim Oberg. Hi, Mel. Hi, Scotty. Great to be here. And I'm, I'm sitting in the Premier Inn in Leeds in Yorkshire. Um, and it's a thrill to be here and so great to speak to you, Mel. We, we, uh, we haven't had much communication since you had little Emmett, so um, awesome to hear you back and awesome to hear your voice. Thanks very much, Tim. Now, we've, we've set you up in the Leeds branch of the Parkrun Adventurers, um, what do you call it, recording booth. So what's the weather like in Leeds today? The weather, uh, so I've already been out for a run this morning. The weather was lovely. Um, it's gone a bit grey, but I've been here in the UK since Wednesday last week and the weather has been stunning. I've got to say, it's, you know, I lived here for 10 years and so I know, I know how much blue sky means to people over here. Uh, and it has been absolutely lovely. Uh, I feel like I'm being a bit spoiled. So yeah, it looks a little bit grey today, but um, yeah, overall, it's been wonderful. So I've, that's great for you, Tim, but I've been going through a fair bit of FOMO seeing you over in the UK for the UK conference. Um, you went this year, which is fantastic, so I think it's time you gave us an update on let's start with your highlight. Let's, let's start at the top. What was your highlight? What was your highlight takeaway from attending the um, UK conference? 
Yes, yeah, Scott, it's, it's, been, it's been fantastic. Um, this is the seventh uh, Parkrun UK Ambassadors Conference. And as you uh, suggested or alluded to, it, it's my first one. Um, I, we used to have what was called the Country Manager Conference every year. And so 20, 2014, I came over here uh, and we had that, that conference in London. Uh, 2015, we had, that, had it in Cape Town in South Africa. And 2016, it was in Cork in, in Ireland. So I've had a few years off in terms of coming over here to Europe for, for a conference. Uh, so yeah, fantastic to be back. Um, it started on Friday. So we were at the uh, Warwick University, which is actually in Coventry uh, in the Midlands. So not far from Birmingham, um, or Birmingham, as they say. Uh, and uh, look, it was three days of lots of fantastic presentations, lots of networking, uh, all the uh, sort of the, the big names from, from Parkrun uh, uh, are here or were there, as, as I'm sure you can imagine. But the highlight, and, and, and look, this, I, I think this is not just my highlight. I think this is going to be something that everybody uh, who was in attendance will remember, I think probably forever, uh, was on the Saturday evening, uh, the final session of the day, it, there, it didn't have a, a title. It was a, a bit of a mystery session. Um, and we sat down in the hall. There was about 300 of us in the room, so it's a big conference. Um, and we sat down in the hall, and the the, uh, the MC, uh, Vassos Alexander, who's, who's actually uh, quite a big name in the media over here, uh, he was the MC. Um, he and he started talking about the um, the video series that uh, Parkrun did in, in conjunction with Sky Television uh, called uh, Jessica Ennis's Parkrun Heroes. Uh, and they said we were going to watch one of those episodes. And I thought that was great because I haven't watched them all, so I'm getting a bit excited. We're going to watch this, this uh, Parkrun video. Um, and it started showing uh, a, a video that was about the Ugandan crew. Now, the Ugandan crew are uh, a community of about 50 Ugandans who attend uh, their local Parkrun, which is just near Elephant and Castle in South London. Um, and so, so this video comes on and it starts playing and I'm getting, you know, I'm getting comfortable and thinking this is great. Then all of a sudden the video stops and the 50 Ugandans in full like tribal or traditional, uh, uh, attire come dancing into the room with their drums and their singing and, and, and other instruments. And it was amazing. It, it uh, they danced around the room for probably 15 minutes. Now, all over the room, all different songs and different beats and everyone's up dancing. People are on the chairs and screaming and carrying on. And, um, and it was really interesting. I was, I was, I was seated quite close to Paul Sinton Hewitt and uh, Paul's uh, originally from Zimbabwe. He grew up in South Africa and, you know, at the time he, he lived in Africa, there was a, you know, a lot of racial tension and, and issues and, you know, for him to see uh, 50 Ugandans come dancing into a room of a, an initiative that he's created, he was overcome. You could, you could see it in, he, in his eyes and on his face and he was, you know, I've seen Paul be emotional a lot. He, gets, he, get, he does get emotional talking about Parkrun, but I've never seen him like that. Um, and I spoke to him afterwards and, you know, he, he confirmed that to me. He was just saying, yeah, it was really, really something else. You know, in a, in a, for, for a guy who has, I think, unbelievable experiences a lot uh, these days in his life when he meets people and talks about parkrun, uh, I think that was right up there. So so these Ugandans were dancing around the room and then they they, they ended up up on the stage and, and probably about 15 of them took their turn to just tell their parkrun story. And everyone was unique. Uh, it was 
really, I mean, it was really genuinely emotional. You know, most of them were living in London because they fled Uganda because of uh, war and political um, conflicts and so on. Um, and, you know, many of them told stories of being extremely lonely and, and, and unhealthy uh, and that uh, finding Parkrun had brought them together as a community and changed their health and, you know, just improved their, their lives in, in London. And, uh, yeah, it was amazing. It really was um, incredible. Uh, and as I say, I will remember it for the rest of my life. It was a real highlight. Sounds like a really special experience. Um, Tim, Scotty mentioned that he, he's had FOMO, um, which everyone knows is fear of missing out. Now, I want you to give us the Romo, the reality of missing out. You mentioned just briefly that there were some big names from from the running and the park run world. Can you give us some name dropping? Yeah, of course. Well, um, from a park run perspective, any time you're in a room with Paul Sinton Hewitt uh, is 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 an honour. And um, you know, I've known Paul since 2010 uh, when I first met him. Uh, in uh, in Costa Coffee in Wimbledon Village, which I actually, uh, just out of interest, I went back to Wimbledon Village to have a walk around, uh, you know, the tennis was on, and I thought I'll go and have a seat, I'll go sit down in uh, Costa Coffee where I first met Paul just to reminisce, and it's closed, I couldn't believe it. So a little piece of my parkrun history is, uh, has, has gone there, but but um, look, you know, being with Paul, talking with Paul, and I actually, I did parkrun with Paul on Saturday morning at uh, Kingsbury Water Parkrun, uh, myself and Paul and Tom Williams uh, ran around together and, um, you know, doing a park run with Paul is quite an experience because everybody who sees him, um, you know, loses it basically. Uh, And, um, you know, we're running along and we'll run past somebody and and then they'll tap the person next to them going, oh my God, that's Paul Sandinio. So it was, uh, it was really cool. So, so obviously Paul, Paul was there and uh, he spoke on a number of occasions and was just fantastic. Um, but I guess outside of the, the, the immediate um, Parkrun UK world, um, well, uh, and, and more in terms of looking at famous famous people, I guess, if you want to say that, um, Chrissy Wellington, who's our global head of health and wellbeing, uh, was there and spoke really well. Now, um, Chrissy, uh, da- David Loder, who I'm traveling with, who is, is obviously one of our staff members here in Australia, David's a fanatical triathlete, and he said, meeting Chrissy and he actually ran he went for a run with Chrissy on Saturday morning was one of the like real highlights of his his life he actually said Chrissy Chrissy's a multiple uh Ironman uh champion and uh just one of the real legends of of Ironman distance triathlon so so Chrissy was there it was the first time I met Chrissy and it was great to great to meet her um we had uh, Dave Moorcroft there. Da- Dave is the chair of the Parkrun UK board. And Dave is a former 5,000-metre uh, track world record holder. Um, I believe he is the last white man to hold the record. I think that, I think that's the story. I think pretty much since the early 80s, it's, you know, all the, uh, the extremely fast Africans and so on uh, have, uh, have held that record. So, so Dave's a, a fantastic guy. I've known him for a number of years. Um, the uh, head of Parkrun South Africa, Bruce Fordyce, who uh, many many listeners will know Bruce, and, and of course Bruce was there. Bruce is a nine times Comrades uh, champion. Uh, and then lady who I, I was less familiar with, Joe Pavey. Joe jo, uh, is a uh, British uh, or English uh, 10,000 metre runner. Um, what's incredible about Joe is she, she's been to the last five Olympic Games, which is just unbelievable. Her first Olympics was in Sydney. And I was thinking back, you know, I was a volunteer in Sydney. Uh, and, and here's Joe who's been running, um, you know, 
Olympic, you know, elite level distance running for that period of time since the Sydney Olympics. So, uh, and she's, I think she's 45 now and she's, you know, she said she's going to try and make Tokyo. You know, she's, she's going for a, you know, going for a six. So, so certainly the, uh, the, the Brits in the room were very excited about Joe. As I said, I, I knew less about her, but, um, the more I found out, the more I'm like, wow, this lady is, is, is absolutely incredible. So yeah, it was, uh, it was a bit of a who's who. It was really, really fun. That's great to hear. I've seen some of the photos and I've seen you sporting a nice raspberry number at Parkrun on the weekend. I don't, I'm not, I don't want to hear about the Parkrun just yet. I want to hear about um, Contra. I know that was on the agenda and you were wearing a top. Uh, yeah, it was. Do you want to give us some background there? Yeah, absolutely, mate. And, and look, Contra, we've, we've, we've had a little bit of visibility of the Contra brand in Australia through our Parkrun communications and so on, but um, it was it was a real focus at, at the conference, so talking about it and then showing it. So so basically Contra is a, is a, a new running brand that has been created by Paul Sinton Hewitt uh, with with the Parkrun team and, and with a designer called Tim Sawyer. Uh, Tim is a fashion designer. He's actually got his own uh, boutique running brand called Saw Running, S-O-A-R Running. Um, and yeah, it's, it's a, it, it started off as a somewhat of a, a passion project for Paul, which was in terms of, uh, designing, uh, accessible running gear, which essentially means it's, uh, it's, it's, it's gear that'll fit the common person as opposed to, uh, you know, running gear that is designed to fit sports models and athletes. Um, and th- we had a session at the conference uh, on Contra uh, where, where Paul was on the stage, Tim Saw was on the stage, and also a lady, Dawn Nisbet. Uh, now, Dawn's uh, very, pretty well known in Parkrun UK because there's a, a famous photo of her. I'm told it's the most liked and shared photo in the history of Parkrun, actually, uh, which is her crossing the finish line. Dawn's a, a larger lady, uh, and she's crossing the finish line looking absolutely ecstatic. Um, but you know what you do notice when you see the photo, and I'm sure Scotty and Mel, you'll be able to share this photo on the on uh, on the website on the sorry on the on the Facebook page. Is um, she's she's in a sort of a, a baggy t-shirt and and whatnot, and you know Dawn was on the stage and she was talking about the fact that she actually just couldn't find running gear that that fitted her, and it was a really almost shaming experience you know she would go into a running store and 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 try and get a a a running shirt that was you know four four xl or something like that and they would you know they would just look at her and the look of pity and 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 they wouldn't they just wouldn't have anything that would fit her and and you know she would leave really um you know upset and and whatnot so when um when uh tim saw and paul were Designing Contra, they wanted to get uh, a range of, of models who would, uh, you know, be able to be representative of, of the range of people who, who, who do parkrun and who, who exercise. And so Dawn was one of these models. Um, and it was just brilliant. It was, it was so great to hear the, the Contra story and, and, and that essentially, you know, all, all of the, the profits from Contra go back to parkrun. In fact, 60,000 pounds have already been donated by, uh, Contra to parkrun. Um, and, you know, it, it, it's genuinely, you know, Contra genuinely, genuinely has the opportunity to revolutionise how we fund Parkrun, uh, and and to and to just continue to ensure Parkrun is sustainable into the future. So, 
So when we uh, when we attended Kingsbury Water Park Run on Saturday morning, there was a Contra Road Show, which essentially meant you could try on um, Contra gear and run in it. Uh, and so I did that. I tried on a, a colour that they call Raspberry. Again, you might be able to share uh, one of the photos, Scotty and uh, Scotty and Mel on, on Facebook. Uh, but it was a, a lovely Raspberry running uh, T-shirt. Obviously. Uh, being a Queenslander, I do most of my running in singlets, so um, and, and I'm sure there will be singlets on the way at some point, but I yeah, ran in a T-shirt, and it, and it, it really was – it was genuinely very comfortable to wear. I, I know, Scotty, you're a big fan. You wear your Contras all the time, um, and I can see why. It was, it was really good. Sounds awesome. Now, you mentioned uh, you got a new parkrun in on Saturday, and, of course, we're all about the parkrun adventures. Have you had many opportunities apart from – parkrun as well. well i want to hear about the course too but to do some freedom runs and check out some other places yeah i i, I definitely have mel um on the first night so i arrived on the wednesday it was uh and then on the went we were staying in twickenham um which is just down the road from bushy park so um i i was trying to line up a freedom run with with paul with psh uh, and I sent him a message, and um, unfortunately, he he didn't get the message until the following day. But it, regardless, myself and um, and David Loder made our way to Bushy Park on on the Thursday morning, I think it was, and um, we did a freedom run there in in Bushy. And it's only the second time I've actually been to Bushy. I've I've run it once before on an actual park run day, and that was with Paul. Um, so we yes, and it's a bit of a tricky course to to uh, actually do as a freedom run so i had that i had the map out the whole time and made sure i got it right and i saw on my strava my strava map afterwards that we pretty much nailed it which was good but um yeah david got a real thrill being at bushy for the first time and i mean as as did i been there for the second time so we yeah we did bushy on uh on the first day um then the, the park run itself was uh the kings kingsbury water park run um which was it was about it's probably about 40 minutes from from where we were at uh uh, University of, of Warwick. Um, so out we went there. The the highlight of the of the trip out to uh, Kingsbury Water was we we, uh, we were we drove past Tom Williams Way on the way. So we stopped the car and Tom Williams had a photo at Tom Williams Way, which was uh, pretty funny. Um, but the, yeah, the park run itself it was big. It was uh, I think it was about seven hundred uh, participants um and obviously 300 ambassadors so that 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 definitely bumped the numbers up um but it was it was lovely it was it was um you know it was quintessentially uh english uh so you know certain parkrun courses have a certain feel to them and 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 you know this one we're running through you know on a on sort of paths through forests around lakes and uh and whatnot it was it was really lovely and as i say running with paul and tom was was great fun um, the day before that, actually, I, I forgot. I forgot one. I, I on the uh, on the Thursday night, I stayed out in the, the countryside with Russ Jeffries. Uh, a lot of listeners uh, will know Russ. Russ and Jess Jeffries were the founding event directors of Gin and Dara Park Run in Canberra. So they they're the the, the, the forefathers of Canberra Park, Park Runs in the ACT um, and, and Russ is our head of comms at Park Run Global. So I stayed out with them in their little village, uh, which was about 90 minutes um, outside of London and, and I went for a run with Jess on the Friday morning uh, and, you know, they were like, we're running down these cobbled lanes and there's deers running through the fields and rabbits and, you know, squirrels and everything. It was uh, it was just brilliant. So um, so that was, my, that was my second run. Then we had the Park Run on the... On the on the Saturday and then on the the Sunday, um, there were various options for running, and I 
perhaps foolishly decided to go with the long run slash fast runners group, um, which was Chrissy Wellington and, and co. Uh, and um, and I ended up knocking out 14K. It's been a while since I've done 14K. Uh, but we, we ran from the University of Warwick to a place called Kenilworth Castle uh, and back. And again, you know, we were talking about quintessentially British experiences, you know, there's nothing quite like running to a castle and running around a castle to remind yourself uh, that you're not in Australia anymore. Uh, so I had a, had a great run there. And then, um, and then again this morning, got up and uh, uh, in, in Leeds now, and uh, and David and David Loder and I ran on the uh, the Air Valley Towpath, which is this beautiful uh, sort of canal path that uh, runs all through Leeds, and we just uh, bashed out a cheeky uh, cheeky five k, cheeky little park run distance uh, wake up run this morning. And the uh, problem I have with that is that David is elite or sub elite runner. He's a fifty five year old sub eighteen minute runner, and um, Here's me trying to keep up with him. I think we were doing uh, four tens or something along the way for some of it. And uh, I said to him, I'm like, mate, you, you're killing me here. But uh, anyway, we got through it and, um, and it was brilliant. So plan is uh, tomorrow I'm going to have a rest day, no running tomorrow. Uh, but then we're going to go do a freedom run around Woodhouse Moor Park Run, uh, which is uh, about, um, I don't know, probably about 15 minutes from where we are now. Uh, Woodhouse Moor was originally called Leeds University Time Trial. It was the the first park run, or they were time trials as they were called in the early days. It was the first uh, park run outside of London, and it was set up by Tom Williams. So we're, we're going to go do a freedom run there on Wednesday, which which will be great. And then uh, I'm back You'll in London. You'll have to give Nicola Forward a, a bell and invite her along. That's her home park run. Is it just okay? Maybe you can maybe you can uh, connect me. I don't know, know Nicola, so uh, maybe you can we can make that happen. Um, I know I know of Nicola, but I, I don't know her. Uh, and then on uh, on Saturday we're off to uh, well Friday we're off to Stockholm and we're going to be doing the Hager Park Run in uh, in Stockholm in Sweden. Uh, on on Saturday, which is going to be brilliant, I'm, I'm really really looking forward to that. The the Obergs are originally from Sweden. My great grandfather was Swedish, so I'm um, looking forward to going connecting with my Viking uh, roots. Tim, my FOMO was rising and rising as you went through that, but then once you mentioned the four minute Ks with David, um, it subdued a bit. But then Hugger Hugger Park Run on Saturday sounds awesome. I know you're going to have a good time. Um, I just want to feed my ego before we let you go. Did you um I know I look at the numbers every week. I know people in the UK are downloading the podcast. Did you meet anyone? Did anyone come up and say, Where's Scotty? Where's Mel? Uh, well look, I had a lot of people say where's Scotty, because obviously you were at the conference last year, mate, and so a lot of people were um wondering who I was and where you were. <laughs> um no, but look, uh in, in in all honesty, and I'm not just doing this to butter you both up. Uh, I had a number of people come up to me and tell me how much they enjoyed the Parkrun Adventurers and to say hi to Scotty and Mel and they, you know, they'd heard me on the podcast before. So people, people only know me because I've been on your podcast, which is great. Um, but you know, it's, it's, it's fantastic guys. And I say this every time I come on the podcast, you do, you do such a great job and, you know, podcasts being what they are, they are, they are, they are truly global. It's, uh, you know, we might, you might be both sitting in Australia, but, uh, you know, the, the, you have influence uh, on, on the global parkrun community. So I would like to give a shout-out to uh, all the Parkrun UK ambassadors who came up and made me feel welcome uh, and, 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 you know, wanted to have a bit of a banter about the podcast and give on their regards and apologies. I can't remember all of your names. There was so many. Um, but, yeah, thank you to those who are listening who, who did come up to me and, 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 as I say, made me feel welcome. So thank you very much. 
Scotty and I would like to thank all those people who listen over in the UK as well. It's always lovely to have you guys on board with us. And Tim, we would love to thank you once again for joining us. It's been awesome hearing about the UK conference and all the fun you've been having over there. Shenanigans on the running field and off. It's all it's it's strictly work though, Mel. You've got to remember everything <laughs> I'm talking about here is, is is work related. It's all work related. There's there's no fun to be had. Just all work. Absolutely. And I'm sure I don't I'm not alone when I say there's a lot of people who um are impressed by the kind of work-related things you have to do when you're working. <laughs> Brilliant. So thank you. Keep up the good work, Tim. <laughs> I will keep working hard for the parkrun community and um, I look forward to catching up with you guys when I'm back. Hello Parkrun Adventurers, this is uh, Mark reporting in and uh, not quite a parkrun but it's a pop-up parkrun on the uh, Friday before the Gold Coast Marathon here at uh, Main Beach. Uh, it's the first time for me um, to be here at Main Beach Parkrun and I uh, thought we'd come along to this special pop-up event seeing as they've got their event cancelled for tomorrow because of the Gold Coast Marathon. Uh, so we're going to have a chat to see um, who else is here today. Project. So the Indigenous Marathon Project's been going since... Uh, 2010 where Rob took over the first four boys um, then there was a documentary about it so since then we're in our 10th year and uh, we've we've taken 86 uh, graduates to the New York City start line also Boston and Tokyo from all across Australia so um, I'm one of the graduates of the program so I've I, I've, I done it in 2014 um, and I've come through the pathway of that now I'm the head coach of the program since 2016 Rob sends his apologies. He's a very busy man. He couldn't make it this year, and I know he wanted um, to get down and obviously um, have a chat to you all. But he, he wanted to wish all you guys luck, um, especially those who are running the marathon, which is pretty pretty cool. Um, so some of these guys are um, from everywhere. They'll introduce themselves pretty quickly um, where they're from. So every year we select uh, six men um, and six women from all across Australia, 18 to 30, and we train them up in six months to run the New York City Marathon. So that's the goal. So um, some of them have run before in their life, some of them haven't, but that's not the beauty of the project. The project's not a running program as such. We're about building um, strong young leaders and empowering their own communities and where they're from and inspiring others, which is pretty cool. And I think that's what we need, especially in, in Indigenous Australia, um, for us to all step up. So using the marathon and having the support of Rob, which we're pretty fortunate to have because he's a pretty passionate man and, um, you know, supporting us 110%. So taking us on taking us all on this journey to run our first uh, marathon and um, Gold Coast every year we've run the half marathon so these guys it's their second camp so throughout the year we have four camps so the first camp we held got, what, six weeks ago in Canberra um, where they all came came down and uh, met each other for the first time um, and then now they're going to be running their first half marathon which is which is pretty cool. So I think they're they're a bit nervous, but they're all supported of one another. And, and the beauty of the project is that we're growing. You know, this year we had 180 applicants, and every year we only can take 12. So it's really good to see that you know since Rob's come on board, how big 
uh, marathon running and endurance running has taken off within the indigenous spectrum and you know it's really cool to see that you know not only um, the IMP guys are thing but we've got a big community of deadly runners now um, all set up throughout Australia and you know and, and it's just become this um, blossoming thing where everyone can take part be active and you know live you know, healthy and active lifestyle. So I won't talk for too much. Sorry, Mum, I'm a bit, bit croaky and thing. I'm a bit crook, so it's not ideal coming in in the windy conditions. Come up from Canberra, but um, I just introduced myself quickly. So I said Adrian Dodson Shaw. So I'm a broom man from I'm Yaru. So I moved from Sunny Broom down to Canberra. Rob brain rossed me, but um, you know, I've I've stepped up outside my comfort zone. So you know, I'm really, really um great for that I've got connection to um, you know Western Australia and also the Northern Territory where my mum is from Alice Springs so it's all of us standing up together to try and make small changes within ourselves to the bigger you know picture with us as Indigenous Australians so I'll just get one, all of them to step forward just to quickly introduce who they are where they're from and you know why they're actually doing this thing the marathon because it's pretty crazy. Kiefer? <coughs> Uh, how you going? My name's Keith for you. I'm from Broome also, Yarra man. Um, reason I signed up is just uh, work with disadvantaged youth in the justice system and just trying to be a better role model for them. Hi everyone, I'm Narinda Dempsey, so I'm a Kalkadoon woman from Mount Isa, currently living in Toowoomba. Um, I signed up, I've got three beautiful little girls that I like to be a good role model for. And yeah, I'm part, work part time at Commonwealth Bank. Hello, my name's Shane Cook. I'm 27 years old. I was born on Ghana country in South Australia, Adelaide. Uh, my family's originally from Sherbrooke in Queensland. Uh, I'm an artist. Uh, I also do, um, I'm a cultural mentor, dance, and also work in the youth justice system. Uh, my name's Kate Axton. I'm an Arunda woman from Alice Springs. Um, I am a trained teacher and but I'm currently working on building frameworks around uh, effective engagement in schools for Indigenous families and students. Um, I signed up um, and put my name in the hat basically because I want to be the change. Um, I want to be the change that I want to see uh, in young Indigenous kids, and I want to be a good role model for all my younger cousins and all the foster kids that I take on. Hi everyone, um, my name is Jordan Armstrong, uh, I'm from Alice Springs, I'm a Western Islander man. Uh, the things I love doing back at home is helping kids to get to school and trying to get their attendance high and getting to school and yeah, the reason why I wanted to be part of this program is to represent my community and also my friends and family and share my stories and yeah, just represent that. <laughs> Uh, hi, my name is Jordan Merritt. I'm a Yamaji woman from Mullawar, Western Australia, uh, currently living in Wickham, Western Australia. Um, I'm an education officer at the Robin District High School um, and I'm also a mentor with the Wirrapunda Foundation in Wickham. Um, I'm very passionate about working with children and um, passionate about um, teaching them um, while they're young about the importance of our health, so, yeah. 
Hi everyone, my name is Tyrone Bean. I'm a proud Cubby Cubby Waka Waka Bindle and Kondamooka man. I actually grew up on Cubby Cubby country, so Sunshine Coast. I also acknowledge my father's side of the family, who's non-Aboriginal, non he's um, English, Irish, Scottish and Welsh. But I never grew up on that country, so I don't, I don't have that ties to that country, so I don't really claim as much as what I do in Indigenous space and Indigenous context. I'm currently a school teacher. Um, I'm teaching at Trinity Grammar School in Melbourne and I also run the Indigenous program um, at Trinity Grammar. Um, the reason why that I want to be a part of it because I, just like everyone else, you want to be the change, you want to be the one to make a difference. And just so my young fellas at school there, they don't have very um, positive male role models. So being someone like that, that they see every day that you know they can get out and use running as a tool for change. Hi everyone, my name's Em Broderick. I'm a Noongar woman from Perth, WA. Um, I'm a teacher and Indigenous program coordinator at CEDA in WA as well. The reason that I wanted to do it was to just be that change, be the ripple effect and also show the kids that I work with that if I can do something like this, then they can too. Thanks. Um, hello everyone, my name is Tanisha Atkinson. I'm a Yorta Yorta Bangarang woman from Shepparton in Victoria, but I live in Brisbane. Um, I currently work for the Brisbane Broncos as a workshop facilitator in their Indigenous Beyond the Broncos community programs. And I've um, joined the IMP squad this year because I want to be the change that I want to see and empower and inspire my family and community. Hello everyone, I'm Sienna Cotullo, I'm a proud Narunga woman from South Australia, born and raised in Melbourne though. I am an Aboriginal Health Promotion Officer back in Melbourne. I chose to do IMP because I wanted to be that positive role model but also represent those um, strong mob out there that are actually doing really good things in community. Uh, hello, my name is Neil Sabatino, I'm an island man from Torres Strait. Um, the reason why I joined IMP is to be a, a positive role model for all the um, indigenous kids living in community. So I moved away from home and I'm starting to become a teacher because I have a passion for indigenous education. So I think it's important for those um, kids to move out of their comfort zone and um, take on their goals and their dreams. Afternoon everyone, my name is Travis Naden. I'm from Canberra. I'm a veterinary man. Um, took me seven years to try out and get into this program. Um, I want to use this as a stepping stone to be a better person and uh, better the people around me. And um, yeah, thanks for having us today. Um, hi everyone, I'm Jess Bartholomew. I'm a big and bull woman from Inglewood and I'm a graduate of this program. So I went through um, IMP last year um, and was fortunate enough to um, make it to the final um, team to go over to New York so um, yeah run New York Marathon um, in six months so from no running for 10 years since I left school to um, yeah picking up my running and and completing my first ever marathon so I joined IMP to um, show my kids and my community my family um, you know that that we can do great things through through running and yeah thank you Hello, good afternoon everyone. My name is Harriet David. I was born and raised in Cairns. I, I am a, a Torres Strait Aboriginal woman from Cohen and Yam Island. Um, thank you for coming today. Uh, I successfully completed the program, um, the Indig Indigenous Marathon found, uh, Project uh, in 2015. Um, 
as a as a single mother of two, the the pro the project helped me overcome uh, mental illness as well as you know just um, physical uh, physical challenges that we face on a day to day basis. Um, in my family, as a as a as a uh, Aboriginal Torres Strait Island woman, uh, diabetes runs very very strong through our generations and um, it was it was my chance to be able to to break that cycle and uh, I've gone on to uh, complete the New York Marathon as well as the Par Paris Marathon and now in training um, in training to help my uh, accompany my father who will, who will compete his uh, first marathon this year um, hopefully in Canada for his 50th birthday so um, that's that's my story. Yeah, so as you can see, um, we've got a spread of, you know, a lot of the guys and they're just representative of the next 12 that we're going to, you know, take through to um, New York. But also, you know, like without the support, we've got other graduates here and also, you know, Deadly Runners family and also we've got staff that work tirelessly with us as well. Um, so, you know, thanks for having us. Like we love coming down here every year and getting to share our story and our journey. And also, I want to personally wish all you guys the best and for you guys that are running the marathon, I've run four. So I'm pretty, you know, from someone that never thought I'd ever run one to running four, it's pretty, pretty crazy. And, you know, that man, Rob Dickiastelli, started something and, you know, it's, it's been really positive and really great to have him around and wish you all the best. So I'm now here with uh, Reese and Sam. How are you, Reese? Yeah, pretty good, thanks. What brought you to uh, Main Beach Park Run today? Uh, down for the Gold Coast Marathon, and since the Indigenous Marathon Project guys are turning up, it's a good chance to turn up, hear what they're doing for the next year, and get a nice update from, from them and have a run with them. Excellent. And um, have you run Main Beach before? Uh, yeah, I've run it uh, an actual one once or twice, and been here most Gold Coast Marathons to run with the Indigenous Marathon Project guys. Excellent. And where's Home Park Run? Uh, Rocks Riverside in Brisbane. Excellent. And Sam, what brought you to Main Beach today? Same thing, Gold Coast Marathon. And uh, these ones on the Friday, I'm normally here every year for the okay. for the twilight one as part of the weekend. Nice little run and uh, catch up with a heap of people that I haven't seen for a while. And uh, where's Home Park Run for you? Uh, Logan River for me. Um, or uh, I spend a lot of time at Paradise Point now too, so because <laughs> of my partner. So yeah. That's and uh, how many uh, Gold Coast Marathon appearances? Me, this is the third or fourth, fourth I think. And Reese, I don't know how many Reese has done. How many is it, Reese? Uh, six for me. Excellent. So pushing for a PB on Sunday? Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> don't don't like my chances, but I'm going to try. <laughs> All right, thanks for your time, guys. Thanks, All right, so we're here from uh, with some junior park runners. Um, what brought you to Main Beach Park Run today? Um, we're doing the Gold Coast Marathon tomorrow. What distance are you going to be running tomorrow? The 10. 10, well done. Is this going to be your first 10k event? Um, no, um, about my fifth maybe. Well done. And where's Home Park Run for you? Um, the Ponds in New South Wales. New South Wales. All right, well, good luck to you. And uh, you're doing 10k tomorrow as well? No. No, what are you running tomorrow? Nothing. I just came for fun. Excellent. Well, that's what Park Run's about, isn't it? Yeah. Thanks for the chat. I'm now here with uh, Bill and Jody, who actually spoke to back in January at Studley Park Run in Melbourne. How are you, Bill? I'm well, thank you. So um, back when we spoke at uh, Studley, it was your sixth park run, and that was your sixth park run in a row. Now you're up to 27 park runs. Yeah, 27 and 28 for Jody. So we've uh, been pretty consecutive back since then. Well done. That's that's a huge effort to have that many runs in a row. Well done. Ta, I never thought I'd admit it, but we actually look forward to it every Saturday morning. 
It's crazy, isn't it, how the bug can get to you. Um, and so what brought you to Main Beach Park Run today? Uh, friends, to be honest, we, we had no plans on doing it today because of the Gold Coast Marathon tomorrow. We've been in preparation for that, but uh, friends wanted to do it, so we thought we'd tag along and check it out. Uh, we're doing 10Ks tomorrow, which is uh, two park runs. Easy, just two park runs in a row. That's it, two park runs back to back without a break, without a seven-day break, but uh, <laughs> that's all right. We'll, uh, we'll get there. I'm looking forward to it. All right, I'm, I'm here with a, a big group of park runners at Main Beach. You want to introduce yourself and where's your home park run? Uh, I'm, my name's Sarah and I'm from Highlands in Victoria. You're from? My name's Rita. I'm also from Highlands in Victoria. I'm Emma. I'm from Lismore in New South Wales. And I'm Matt. I'm RD in Lismore as well. Ah, run director. And, uh, and how have you found um, Main Beach Park Run? Good course, yeah, nice, great course. Is this first time here? Very much, yeah, very first time for myself, and that will be back, but so for a proper one. Excellent. And you're a run director at Highlands as well? And an event director. Oh, well done. Yeah, so ED and RD, and fellow RD here as well with Rita. Excellent. And um, you're all taking part in the Gold Coast Marathon events? Yes, yes we are, absolutely. Looking forward to it. Rita and I are both work- walking tomorrow for the 5.7, and then we are deciding to run again for the full on Sunday. Wow, he's doing the biting off the full. F- first full marathon or? Second. 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 First time here at Gold Coast? or? Yes, yes. Second time here for me. I was here last year, did the half. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. And, um, any particular reason why I came down to Main Beach today? Was it just because park run or...? Yeah, just a bit of a warm-up, I think. Yeah, just, yeah. Get, stretch your legs out and um, see what's going on here and meet a few people. It's all good. Cool. All right, well, thank you very much and best of luck for your events on the weekend. Looks like there are zero launches this week, Scotty. Hang on, Mel. Are we just going to gloss over the fine work of Mark Scarborough? Oh, well, not gloss over it, Scotty, no. But great report, Mark. From Main Beach, Freedom Run, catching up with the IMF crew. Um, but you were saying? I was saying that there are no <laughs> no launches this week. Good. Oh, look, the chemistry. We just slipped straight back into it. I have to admit, I was a little bit distracted. I had a little boy who coughed and shat at the same time. So um... <laughs> That wasn't me, people. That wasn't me. <laughs> no, it wasn't Scotty this time. Um, so... Absolutely, we do have anniversaries this week. We do, and the first one's somewhere a little bit special, Scotty. Cormorant Bay in Queensland, I know. I've publicly stated <laughs> that it is, um, it's, it's gone to the top of my um, wish list. I've been checking it out lately. It's got some cracking um, views and shots coming out of there. Also, Dubbo, Gatton, Gawler, and maybe you were referring to Kennington Reservoir? I was, because it's the first time Kennington Reservoir have had an anniversary. Yes. Formerly Bendigo Park Run. They've had a name change. Do you know anything about, like, was that initiated from the event themselves or was that initiated from HQ, Scotty? It was, I think, the event team just sort of saying, this is where we are. Bendigo is a big town. There's definitely room for more park runs. We need to associate or be known for where the area we run around, so let's let's see if we can get our name changed. And um, makes perfect sense to me. They they literally run around Kennington Reservoir, so let's call it Kennington Reservoir Park Run. Cool. Well, there are still a few more as well as those. So we've also got Noosa and Phillip Island and Pittsworth and Warhope. Yeah. Not going to mention which states those are all in because we're getting so many these days, we may as well just rattle off the list of names. Hey, Scotty? Yep. Yep. Um. I haven't. Speaking of glossing, yeah, well, well, I haven't been here. I, like you, you started the podcast without me, which um, 
can't wait well, to listen know. to and, and hear how it goes. <laughs> but it's good to be back with you, Mel. Um, I've loved having Lyndall, but I've missed you as well. Well, that's very politically correct of you. Thank you, Scotty, for finally deciding that it was time to have me allowed to come back to the pod. I appreciate that endorsement from you yep. after four weeks away. I figured your regular commitment to Parkrun was happening. You were going. I know you went on the weekend. You were run director. I was messaging you on Saturday morning, bugging you to find out what you were doing. Yeah, well, you just couldn't wait for for the Monday chat, could you? No, I couldn't. I had to know at four a.m. Too long <laughs> <laughs> on Saturday morning. Was it four a.m.? I thought. I think I woke up and thought, "Who else will be up?" No, no, it wasn't four a.m. Wasn't it? it was that was another day. No. Yeah, that was that was that was this morning. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> no, on Saturday it was five thirty in the morning, okay. which isn't too early, but that's when I, I generally get up to go to go to park run. Because those of us in Queensland who start at 7am need to get started a little bit earlier than other states who don't. But yes, yes, my regular um, scheduled programming at Parkrun recommenced a couple of weeks ago. And um, yeah. Okay. It's been good. Are we going to get back on track? Is, is this something that is imminent? Like are we going to have Mel travelling being a Parkrun adventurer or – there has been conversations in our household about an adventure coming up this weekend, Scotty. Ooh. I don't know whether or not I can commit to it yet because uh, my physio doesn't want me actually doing any park runs for six weeks. Um, but the um, – Six weeks? You know, yeah. It's it's an event that I've already done but Adam hasn't. So the opportunity is there for me to potentially volunteer or volunteer. Uh, so, Yeah. We'll, we'll continue the conversations and we'll see how that goes. And I'll report back to you next week. Can't wait. Yeah, but hey, um, you didn't actually share with me on Saturday where you were headed. And it might be because I didn't ask, but I am keen to know. So consider this me asking now. Where did you go last week? So weekend? this is our intro in the outro. Well, this is your intro. I've already done that. Well, Mel, I went back to Albert Park. Now, I carried on a bit last week about my P-index being eight, which is a fantastic achievement, but I've already started planning to get it to double figures. And so when the excuse – well, it's not an excuse. When the reason arose to adventure to Albert Park, I jumped at it, and it was a lovely morning around the lake. It wasn't windy. There was no wind whatsoever, which is one of the challenges at Albert. So you run up one side of the lake and you're pretty sheltered by some trees and, and undulating turf. So most times, 99 times out of 100, you're probably getting a tailwind up there, which you don't notice. And then you turn around and you get a full headwind to, on the exposed side of the lake. But that didn't happen on Saturday. So it was a really nice run. Did you guys get any rain? Or no, was that was just, just you. It was beautiful down here in the greater state over the weekend. Right. But you had a, you had a good one. I did. But I'll tell you a funny story. There's a photo that's popped up on um, the socials of me on the Albert Park page. And um, <laughs> Please describe. I've been in a bit of a social media bubble. Well, they were really excited because they had a bit of celebrity there. On Saturday, a celebrity going by the name of Sam Wood, who is a bachelor for those who aren't up to date. But I'm telling you, Mel, there there won't be many because he's very famous. No, he's very popular. Like people know who Sam Wood is. When I got there, there were people around him already that 
knew him. So he's a bachelor, or he's <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I just sneezed and I woke Emmett up. Um, he's <laughs> I muted the sneeze and then I unmuted to ask the question, and you got the cry. <laughs> I'm leaving all this in. That's great. <laughs> um, the oh, distraction. Uh, no, he's a bachelor, or he's the bachelor. He was the bachelor. He was on TV a while recently. I th- yeah, he was on rec- he was on recently a couple of years ago. So he was the bachelor. He's now got a he's now got a, a program um, called Twenty Eight with Sam Wood. Um, look it up if you're interested. But my funny story is that when you're in a position to be on the Bachelor, you got a few things going for you. Um, he's a very attractive man, and. I'm not the type, Mel, I don't know, you know me pretty well. I'm not the type to be intimidated by, you know, uh, other men in particular. But Sam is a very good oh, looking. With hair like yours, with hair like why my... would you be intimidated? <laughs> exactly. Um, and we've talked, anyway, I'll, I'll, I'll keep it brief, but he, he's a very attractive man. He's a very big man, like he's muscly and um, all that. And so I, I relish the opportunity because I take a really good um, running photo, as we've discussed before. I really love it. Every photo I take at Parkrun is just horrific. It's horrific. I just don't do it. We've talked about that before. I don't do the good running photo. So to my delight, it was great to have a photo shared of me at Parkrun next to The Bachelor. And true to form, it was a horrific photo of me, but I got a bit of air. So I'm sort of glossing over the photo of me and just focusing on the fact that I I got air. And I look really happy. (laughs) So did you run the whole course with with Sam then? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much we caught up after a couple of hundred metres or a kilometre. Um, I just chatted. So, you know, two celebrities, background celebrity, myself, and like real real proper celebrity. I know. Was it awkward Was it awkward for him when you had all the adventurer groupies like flocking around you? <laughs> now you're just making fun of me now. Not at all, Scotty. You get recognised a lot more than I do at parkruns, okay? No, I didn't have anyone come up to me on um, Saturday and want to talk podcast. <sighs> Damn, the one week, the one week where you're having a dry spell. But let's see. Look, if Sam embraces Parkrun, let's get him on. We'll get him on as a, as a future guest and have a chat about the time he ran with me. I think that's a good idea. But on that note, Mel, uh, it's great to have you back. We've had all the regulars back today. Uh, Lyndall, Timmy joined us for a great wrap-up. And um, I'm full of Parkrun happiness Let's leave it there and let's do it all again next week. I look forward to coming back for two weeks in a row, Scotty. I'm glad that you're not ready to put me back on hiatus. Yeah.